This morning on the third hour of today, signs of hope. Rescuers report banging noises underwater inside that search area for the missing sub. We're live with the latest on the desperate race against time to find it. Plus, in She Made It, a match made in heaven. I realized that the bridesmaid's dress shopping experience through time had not changed. How two besties are making weddings less stressful and more special. Then later, Dermot Mulroney, live in studio, spilling some secrets about his brand new Marvel superhero series. Or will he? And in today's food, it's a TV dinner. We're cooking up the flavorful chicken recipe that earned high praise on the British Baking Show. Today, Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the third hour of today. As we like to say around here, hump day. Mike, 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 Mike. Do I have to say it? That initiation. Yes. Hump day. There yeah. you go. I'm Al, along with Janelle and our pal Savannah Sellers. Savannah. Is here. Hey. Off. That's right. Thanks for having me. Uh, Dylan's off. Craig is on assignment. We're going to check in with him in just a few minutes. And at 10:57 a.m. Eastern time. All right. It is summer, the summer solstice, the first official day of summer. Mm-hmm. Normally, you know, Dylan does her little explanation. Yeah, yeah she's oranges. Cleaners, and... She's got an orange or yeah, a grapefruit yeah, yeah. or something. But since she's she's off, uh, we'll have to just. Oh, you're not going to like pick up. No, the... we'll do yeah, the. Right, well, plus we don't get to change that's the. Uh, I know the, the, the back. Wall. But officially so, today is the official start of summer. Yes, yeah, right. that's right. I know. Summer solstice. Might have felt like it, that's but right. not yet. And, and not uh, sure. we got the autumnal equinox. Dylan, Dylan will take care of that then. Of course, very busy morning, and we're going to start with the story that everybody around the world is watching closely. Hopefully, possible signs of hope in the search for that missing sub with five folks on board. Disappearing thousands of feet below the surface while on tour of the iconic Titanic wreckage. NBC's Tom Costello has been there from the very beginning following this story. He is live in Boston with the latest. Tom, there's just a, everybody is, is so concerned about this. Yeah, we are at Coast Guard Command here in Boston, Al, and the news from the Coast Guard is that uh, a Canadian P-3 plane that dropped a surveillance buoy into the water claims to have picked up some tapping or banging inside the water. We don't know if it's tapping from inside the sub, if it's some other source of audio underwater. We simply don't know. But the Canadians and the U.S. Coast Guard have now rushed even more assets into the search zone. More ships, underwater drones, redirected some underwater ROVs, as well as planes uh, in the air. Here's the challenge, though. If they do, in fact, find, identify the sub and find it, how are they going to get those people out? There's only one way. They've got to lift the whole sub up and out of the water so they're rushing salvage equipment to the scene. Can they get there in time? And we now know that there is less than 24 hours of air inside that sub. A glimmer of hope this morning in the desperate search for that private sub in the North Atlantic. The U.S. Coast Guard says a Canadian aircraft using sonar buoys to try to locate that minivan-sized vessel detected underwater noises in the search area. And overnight, multiple reports suggest banging was heard at 30-minute intervals. That according to an internal government update on the search. 
Four hours later, banging was still heard, the memo said, and it was unclear if those were the same noises detected by the sonar buoys. NBC News has reached out to the government authorities, but so far has not verified the documents. The sub and its five passengers disappeared Sunday near the wreck site of the Titanic. And with less than a day's worth of air, locating that vessel is a critical first step. But at a depth of two and a half miles, it will require specialized equipment to reach and potentially bring the vessel back to the surface. Will the U.S. Navy or the Canadian Navy be able to get salvage equipment on time before the air runs out? What I can tell you is uh, there is a full press, full court press effort uh, to get equipment on scene as quickly as we can. Among those on board, Ocean Gate founder Stockton Rush was piloting the sub. This past year, he talked about the risk of diving to the Titanic. At some point, safety just is pure waste. I mean, if you just want to be safe, don't get out of bed, don't get in your car, don't do anything. At some point, you're going to take some risk. Also on board, a British businessman, Shasada Dawood, and his son, Suleiman, as well as Frenchman Paul-Henri Nogelet and billionaire Hamish Harding. The Explorers Club, a group that Harding founded, said overnight, we understand that likely signs of life have been detected at the site. We're hopeful it's a dangerous situation. There's no light. It's completely black. It's freezing cold down there. But safety has been in the spotlight with the passenger last November saying a waiver mentioned the sub had not been approved or certified by any regulatory body. And experts point out the sub can only be opened from the outside. The clock is ticking for them. Um, that clock ticks whether they're floating on the surface or whether they're on the bottom alive. If it is floating on the surface, they haven't found it yet. That's why they're very concerned here. And again, less than 24 hours of air. A couple of headlines for you. We have a crew right now in St. John's, Newfoundland. They report that an icebreaker left this morning to head back out to the search zone. More resources heading in. A French naval ship is en route with a deep dive submersible capable of getting down to that depth. We don't know how long it's going to take for that French ship to get on site. Also, NBC News has reviewed legal documents from a lawsuit in 2018 in which an employee raised concerns with the company that this vessel wasn't qualified, wasn't certified to go that deep. Uh, that lawsuit was settled. And lastly, the New York Times reporting three dozen experts in this field have concerns and have raised those concerns about potentially catastrophic problems with this sub and its design. A lot of headlines. Guys, back to you. Again, hey, the clock is ticking. Back hey, to you. Hey, Tom, really quickly, you talked about them rushing salvage equipment to the yeah. scene. Is that salvage equipment, has it ever been able to salvage something that deep? Well, so that's a very good question. I don't have the answer. We can tell you that Air Force C-17s took picked that equipment up in Buffalo, New York yesterday, then rushed it up to, uh, to Canada to then get on a ship and go out to the site. Getting from St. John's out to the site is at least a 20-hour ship ride, at least. In some cases, the ship may take longer. So it's not fast, right? And keep in mind, we're now under 24 hours of air uh, in that sub. Everything right now is down to the millisecond in, ter in terms of trying to affect a rescue if they can find the cell. All right, Tom Costello, thanks so much. Appreciate it.
All right, mm. thanks, Tom. Well, now to another story that received international attention, the case against Alec Murdoch, the once powerful South Carolina attorney, now a convicted murderer. A jury found him guilty of killing his wife and son. And in an NBC News exclusive, Craig sat down with Judge Clifton Newman, who presided over the closely watched trial. And Craig is live in Columbia, South Carolina this morning. Craig, you've been covering this story from the very beginning. What was it like to sit down with Judge Newman and hearing his perspective? You know, Chanel, uh, good to see you. Uh, good to see you, Savannah. Al, Judge Newman, Chanel, he's he's one of these guys uh, who's very unassuming, and and a lot of the praise that was heaped upon him during the chi- during the trial itself was for his his temperament, calm, always cool, uh, and that was the impression that that I got uh, when I sat down with him yesterday. He he did not uh, fully appreciate. Um, all of the attention that this trial was getting until um, a week or so into the trial. Uh, That was the impression that I got. And, you know, he's also presided over other high-profile cases, none, of course, as as high-profile as this one. So, Craig, in Murdoch's sentencing, Judge Newman said something, everything he said really got a lot of attention, but specifically he said, I know you have to see Paul and Maggie during the nighttime when you're attempting to go to sleep. I'm sure they come and visit you. What did he say about that? Does he really believe that, you know, that he's haunted by his wife and son? He, he does, Savannah. And what's, what was fascinating about that is he, he shared this anecdote about being at his barber shop and this coming up. Uh, during a, a barbershop debate, like what what happens uh, when when you kill someone? And uh, in the barbershop, they started talking about this notion that if, if you murder someone, they will haunt you uh, in all of your days. What was also interesting is that the judge said he thought that the defense would waive uh, sentencing immediately, that they, he would have some time to prepare a statement for the sentencing, which is somewhat customary. He didn't have that time. So everything we heard from him, um, everything we heard was was off the cuff. It was extemporaneous. Um, this This is his answer when I asked that question. I see every defendant and and every case uh, as being uh, important and 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 most times critical, a critical point in their lives. And it's one of the most important moments in my life because I have to, uh, I am account, make an account for what I do as well in my position. So in that moment in dealing with sentencing in that case, I want to look into the heart, see in the heart, get a feel um, what, what's in the soul of, of, of the defendant. Judge Newman also went on to say, guys, you know, he's dealt with a lot of um, murder cases throughout his career, and he likes to give defendants an opportunity to, to say something. Um, but he is yet to have a defendant uh, admit guilt uh, at, at sentencing. And he said that he has convinced himself over the course of his career that a lot of murderers convince themselves that they didn't do it, convince mm. themselves um, that, that they're not capable of what they're accused of. We should also point out we'll have much more of my conversation with the judge coming up later this fall in a, uh, in a, dateline, in a dateline special. It's fascinating. Really interesting. Absolutely. All right, Craig, thank you. And as he just mentioned, we'll certainly continue to follow the case. And as he said, you'll be able to see more of his interview with Judge Newman as part of a Dateline special that'll air a little later this year. All right, going to switching gears now. We're going to dive into summer on our series, By the Numbers. We'll talk travel, summer, blockbusters, and turn up the heat with a little quiz. Third hour today, I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. 
Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with my NBC neighbor, Jimmy Fallon, to talk about his 10 years as host of The Tonight Show, reflecting on his long career in comedy, his years at SNL, and yes, landing the biggest job in late night. A little time backstage with Jimmy Fallon. You can get our conversation now for free wherever you download your podcasts. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. As we mentioned today, first official day of summer. We're breaking down the season by the numbers. Here with everything we need to know to have some fun in the sun. Mm-hmm. NBC News business and data reporter and the strongest <laughs> sneaker game <laughs> in the I got, I got the Jays on today. Yeah. I got the Jays on Purple today. Oh, we're trying to match out here. Unbelievable. <laughs> Brian, good morning. Good morning. Okay, so point A to point B. <laughs> A little cheaper if you're driving this year. Yeah, look, great news when it comes to travel. So it's getting cheaper across the board. So $1.43, that's the year-over-year gas savings that you're going to have per gallon, according Mm -hmm. to AAA. And by the way, airfares are down as well, 13% year-over-year. Expedia says the August flight savings, if you're booking in that month, $125. Of course, it depends on your route, but that's Uh really great news. And then even if you're driving, car and truck rentals are down 13%. So really great news. news. For those summer travelers. Okay, so your summer, you're looking at weather. You've got some weather numbers. Yeah. So, all right, <laughs> I'm going to try to quiz you here. Ooh, right, let's see how good. this goes. Okay. Uh-oh, 93. The average hundred degree days in what city, Al? Either going to go let's Dallas get or Phoenix. Quiz show music. Uh, yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix. That is correct. Oh, that what? is correct. Okay. No, but I got, I, I got some other ones to stump you here. Okay? okay. The highest temperature and the lowest temperatures logged this weekend. So it's a hot summer. But 117 degrees in what city? Okay, it's not even it was multiple yet. Well, it was somewhere in Texas. <laughs> it was somewhere in Texas. Somewhere That's in right. Texas. Yeah. And then the lowest temperature, uh, I'm going to go North Dakota. Okay, so Montana. Ah. So not too far. Uh, 117 degrees specifically in Falcon Lake, Texas, along the Rio Grande. Okay. And then Avaro, Montana, close to, uh, that is, I I'm think, Missoula. Now. Missoula. So, mm-hmm. hey, Missoula. you got it. Love you got Missoula. It. Turns out the weather guy, he's got First it. First of all, I was like, he doesn't even get multiple choice, Brian. We just have to, like, name a brand. We'll get the, pan- we'll get the panel going next All right, let's talk about some numbers associated with summer fun. Yep. So uh, 800,000, this is actually the amount of attendees for a music festival that's not Coachella. Wow. I thought it was going to be Coachella. That's the highest attended festival. It's Summerfest in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, that's a great music festival. Yes, it's three weekends. So it's it's a bit larger in scale, but 800,000 people attend that and a lot of other summer fun I've got for you you as well. Okay. 424 national parks to attend. Mm. And by the way, for those that have pools outside, if you're just staying at home. 78? 78 degrees. It seems a little... My, My wife won't get it if it's under if it's not under I've if it's tried. not over if it's, it's gotta be ninety. Oh, okay. Well that's not hot tub. No, we're at like seventy two. Seventy two. Well you want wow. a pool, but this is what they say is energy efficient. So that's just a guideline, of course, change yeah, it to however you want it. Those kids, then, uh, according to I, like it. No, I don't like it, it's just my husband's bossy. And look, just All two right. quick tips to you. <laughs> 
Two quick tips. We're not going to unpack that one. Okay. SPF 30, you want to put that on 15 minutes thing. ahead. And then ice cream, $5.80 for a half gallon. It is a little bit more expensive. By the way, I saw the bracket from earlier today. I know. What, what is going on there? Yeah. I, I, taco. Taco tacos. No, ice cream sandwich <laughs> what? Ice cream sandwich is up there, too. Yeah, yeah that's the last there. one. All right, summer movies. Blockbusters. It yes. means it's summertime. What should we know about this one? <clears throat> yeah, well, $10.45. That's the average movie ticket uh-huh. right now, according to uh, the numbers. And that is getting more expensive. But look, of course, it's going to be more expensive if you're doing the 4D or, yeah. uh, you know, those, or those types ones of where they serve you. Yeah, or the ones here in watch. Manhattan. Those yeah. are oh like gosh. 25, yeah, 30 it. bucks. Yeah, but anyway, like then you also have to add on the $8 for popcorn, the $6 Jeez. for soda. Uh, I like to just try to wear, I wear cargo pants. So I just like, slip a few <laughs> boxes of candy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've got some tips. By I've got way, some to, tips. To, to save some money, yes. uh, if you're 50, uh, Join AARP. <laughs> You've got that that movie discount. I don't know if I can get well, your discount on, but it's a good. Sa- you can save about. You can save the cost. Turn thirty, right That's there. <laughs> and then lastly, here that. I've got yeah. So Jaws debuted nineteen seventy five. Uh, so you know that's obviously the biggest summer blockbuster, right. but that folds into our final number here, the big number, which I've got for you, which is the number three. Mm. Okay. Now the number three is the third tr- part of the trilogy for Guardians of the Galaxy, oh. which is the top grossing oh. summer movie so far this summer. So for people wow. that love those Marvel movies, that huh. is the banger so of the summer that's so right. far. So. And we still have uh, Indiana Jones to come. Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's yeah. right. It okay. is early in the summer. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Take it. Yep. Thank you, Brian. Fun. Thank you. Happy yeah. summer. Oh, I'm yes. keeping it hot out here. How many you know? you we should fields. do a buy the numbers on your sneaker. We'll do one. Brian Chung, buy the numbers. I love that. When we come back, we are going to meet a couple who's sharing their incredible journey to becoming a family and their hope that more women get the chance to call themselves mom. And then later, and she made it two best friends, making the bridesmaid experience more fun and less expensive. We'll be right back. All month long, we've been sharing meaningful stories from the LGBTQIA community for our series, Pride is Universal. And this morning, we are going to meet a couple, Jenna and Jenna, <laughs> who dreamed of having kids. They've been open about the highs and lows of their journey, and now they get to share how it feels to be called mom. In our neighborhood, our community, our friends, our family, we're just the Jennas. For partners Jenna Brookhauser, a psychologist, and Jenna Sarna, a nurse practitioner, the juggle of work and parenting keeps them busy. Watching us be moms, watching her just step up and, and own motherhood, like it's been really I love cool. It. Yeah, it's been really cool. And they wouldn't have it any other way. The Jenna's story started 12 years ago. Back in 2011. At a pride parade. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chicago Pride. They got married in 2015, and before long, were looking for ways to start a family. So we wanted to do what's called reciprocal IVF, which means that it was my embryo that she's carrying, Mm -hmm. and then her embryo that I was carrying. Yeah, it was very important that way the baby could be part of me and a part of her in any way it could be. The Jennas introduced us to their doctor, Asima Ahmad, a fertility expert and practicing reproductive endocrinologist. How did you guys find her? Through fertility centers of Illinois. The funny part is how I met them. On the day of their egg retrieval, their rooms were across from each other (laughs) and they have the same name. After three failed attempts and one miscarriage, JB and Jenna were concerned their dreams of having a family wouldn't come true. But they found ways to keep their spirits high, especially when it was time for the dreaded shots. Alexa, play at 100. Pour some sugar on me. I never knew it was coming, and I also... Oh, you didn't like say one, two, three? No, No, that was a change every night. 
Still, for most, IVF can be a heavy financial burden. That can be one of the biggest barriers for people who might not have had coverage, like mm -hmm. you two. You think it's getting better, or is this something that we have to work on? I think it's getting better, and I'm definitely working hard on that part. We're helping families get those financial benefits to cover fertility care. But couples like the Jennas are determined to make it work. So was it worth it? The hundred percent. Absolutely. In July of 2021, JB gave birth to their first baby, <laughs> their daughter Bo. I thought it was an amazing journey. I mean, I felt a piece of her the whole time when I was going through it. And just watching my baby grow inside of my wife was amazing. And now it's nearly time for Jenna to deliver, this time JB's biological child. Just got into my third trimester. I remember when I was pregnant. You know, you have all these questions. I mean, those are all my thoughts right, right? now. Is what, what is this baby going to look like? What's his personality going to be like? Mm -hmm. Through it all, the Jennas are grateful for the support from their community. There are couples who are still afraid. Um, they're afraid to, to have a child in a world where they're not sure whether that child will be accepted. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we've talked about it a lot and kind of how we'll manage it and handle it. And it's been great. Like yeah. for Mother's Day, she made both of us a Mother's Day card. I don't think the teachers knew how meaningful that was because it was really awesome. What do you want people to take away from your journey? There's no boundaries to making a family. And it's worth it. Love that. Lovely ladies. Now, I should note that Dr. Ahmad is co-founder of Carrot. It's a company that helps people get access to fertility coverage. She says folks should be able to get these benefits mm. the way most of us have access to dental Absolutely. and right. vision uh, as a standard add-on option to our health plan. And as for the Jennas, baby number two is due in Aww. just a few short weeks. I love oh, that's the, special. the Jennas. Yeah. Oh, so congratulations oh. to them. What a great story. All right, well, still to come, a wedding day edition of She Made It, the company making it more fun to say I do to being a bridesmaid. And then later, Dermot Mulroney is hey, live. Hey, hey. Finally talk about his top secret role in the newest <laughs> Marvel series. We will be right back. You didn't Finally! Bring, you didn't bring his cello. <laughs> Well, welcome back. It is wedding season. And then in this morning's She Made It, two entrepreneurs who are determined to make the big day even more special. Today, lifestyle and commerce contributor Jill Martin Brooks met them. Jill and I have both almost been married a year. Can you believe yes. that? Oh, oh, I know. Yes. I know. Hi, Jill. Good morning. My husband is loving every second of it. <laughs> oh, sure, you're <laughs> Now, I didn't have bridesmaids, but for those of you who do, or will, I caught up with two best friends who are also business partners, a match made in heaven. Their company, Birdie Gray, started off making affordable bridesmaids dresses, but has expanded into so much more. It's so nice to have a friend when things are great and when things are awful, because we have each other to like <laughs> lean on in the hard times, and that's so important. For better or worse, Grace Lee and Monica Ashour have been best friends for years. We met in our 20s in New York City. We instantly became friends. And then it was like every Sunday brunch with Grace and mine. Um, and never in our wildest dreams did we think that we would start a company together. Um, but look at us now. <laughs> that company, Birdie Gray, known for its $99 bridesmaid's dress, selling directly to consumers online. It all started with Grace, who spent more than a decade working in fashion and beauty before launching the business in 2017. 
Tell me how the idea came about. I had been a bridesmaid six times, the first time in my 20s when I was living in New York City, completely broke. And I realized that the bridesmaid's dress shopping experience through time had not changed. It was still very painful to buy dresses. It was still very much a brick and mortar experience. What I really set out to do was bring affordable bridesmaid's dresses online, making it flexible and really fun to shop. With some financial help from her parents and siblings to take that initial plunge, Grace bootstrapped the operation, shipping dresses and fabric samples from her living room floor. People want to see fabric swatches and colors before they buy the dress. And so we were cutting up real dresses to send out fabric swatches. It was a very, very scrappy operation. You know, I built the website on Shopify by myself. I'm not a developer. I had no knowledge of how to build a website. And so we were very, very scrappy in the first year. After that first year, Grace popped the question to Monica, asking her to join the company. Grace is extremely creative and she understands our target customer like the back of her hand. On the flip side, I feel like I'm kind of the person who thinks about a lot more about like the numbers and the strategy and the operations in the back. So I think that combination actually works really, really well. To date, Bertie Gray has sold almost one million bridesmaid dresses. The dresses vary in silhouette to flatter a range of figures from extra small to 3X. Plus, they send customers three fabric swatches for free to help choose the perfect color. Over the years, Bertie Gray has added more products, including shoes, jewelry, bridal party gifts, groomsmen accessories, and so much more. In 2021, Grace walked down the aisle herself, and her bridesmaids, including Monica, wore Bertie Gray, of course. Our underlying value is friendship. It's like that most special day often for a friend and her asking you to be a bridesmaid is sort of the biggest honor. So what advice do you have for women out there who have an idea and have a best friend who also has an idea and wants to start a business? I say go for it. I think it's really important to be very clear with your partner who's going to own what piece. Like I mentioned earlier, I think Mon and I, like our dynamic really works because there's not any redundancy in what we bring to the table. You can get really intimidated if you think about all the steps and involved like fundraising to setting up your supply chain. I think getting some proof of concept in a really scrappy bootleg way is a great way to learn a ton, learn about your customer, um, and to give you the confidence to then actually go out and raise money or do what you need to do to start building your team. One bridesmaid at a time. Exactly. <laughs> well, six um, bridesmaids you know at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and Grace and Monica also realized that a lot of times bridesmaids' dresses are only worn once, although yeah. we have an example right here of ones that have been worn twice, so we'll talk about that in a second. They also encourage their customers to donate their dresses to the Princess Project, which mm. provides prom dresses for oh, teens. Whoa. I love that. True. And then we also have examples of some of their other products here because yeah. as they said, they realize that once you get the dresses, sure. the men need the ties, you oh. want comfortable shoes mm. and bow ties. So they've really nailed the market. But we were saying, we were talking about everyone's bridesmaids. Yeah. You said Deborah's bridesmaids wore their dresses right. again. A couple again. of my sister and I think uh, her friend Eugenia wore them again. It's such a great idea. It's a new trend. I mean, when I got married, that wasn't the trend. So those dresses, that was a wrap. I mean, you, it was a one <laughs> 
It was, it was beautiful, but it was like sash. I mean, it was old yeah. school. It's like 1982 called. Um, but <laughs> now, like at my sister's wedding, I think it might have been this company because we. I remember getting the swatches, and well, we all thought it was mm-hmm. so cool that you could, you know, it wasn't as very expensive. cool, yeah. right? And it's one dress that you can pick if somebody likes strapless or somebody right. likes halter. And you I know said, they're the same color. Yeah, and I said then you throw on a leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. it I'll works. It. So, yeah, or you it. could donate. So it's a. It's just a beautiful great and, idea. Yeah, and they're they're really expanding their business and really nice, kind, good, hardworking. Yeah. Yeah, they were awesome. All right. They made it. Thank you so much. That was so great. Well, when we come back, Dermot Mulroney's here. He's going to talk about taking on the role of the president in his secret (laughs) new show. (laughs) Then later, we're spilling secrets in the kitchen when we find out how to make the chicken dish that earned praise on the great British baking show. Third hour of today, we'll be back in a jiff. In a jiff? If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the True Crime original. Listen up, True Crime fans. It's a big murder trial underway. Dateline is launching a new podcast with Andrea Canning. Welcome to Dateline True Crime Weekly. We'll cover breaking crime news around the country. It is the twists, the turns, the craziness. With the best reporters on the case, NBC News analysts, and Dateline producers on the ground. Break it down for us. You'll get fresh insights and behind-the-scenes scoops from crime scenes to courtrooms. That is bizarre. Stay in the the know and up to date. So tell us what he said. Follow Dateline True Crime Weekly to get new episodes starting Thursday. Wherever you get your podcasts. Our next guest has been entertaining us for decades. Dermot Moroni's uh, cemented his rom-com status with one of my favorite movies uh, of all time yes. uh, in the American classic, My Best Friend's Wedding. Uh, also, The Wedding Date. We were talking about a bunch of them. It's so great. Well, now Dermot is making the leap into the Marvel Universe, playing the president Oh, in the new series, Secret Invasion. So the Earth is being invaded by shape-shifting aliens. And Agent Fury, of course, played by Samuel L. Jackson, is missing. Mm. Mr. President. Yeah. I know, oh, right? You know, that's, uh, that's the first I've seen that. Is that really? With really? You? Yeah, well, Marvel's really, really tight oh, on the security. Oh, I know. And Miss, um, <laughs> if I can get her name right, really, tr- Miss Kenzie okay. really tried last night yeah. on the password thing. Oh, I know. You have to organize <laughs> yourself to some too. authenticator. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I failed. Yeah, I, no, I, that was relate. the whole plan for the night was to watch these two episodes, so Gosh, Wasn't that that's good? a scene with yeah. the, the great Don Cheadle. Of course. I'm so incredibly um, uh, blessed to be working with him. So cool. So, I mean, it's an amazing cast. And, and we've had cast members on from the Marvel Cinematic Universe before. We can't get anything out of them. So what <laughs> can you tell us <laughs> about the storyline of Secret Don't Invasion? Don't set them up that right. way. Oh, no, it's going to be right I up front. I was trying to deliver for you, man. I, I really, I was like, Al really needs me to watch this. <laughs> so I tried and I tried really more than an hour uh-huh. in the thing and on the helpline and everything. So. Not the- for real and and like i said she was really really helpful except then she left it up to me the struggle is real the struggle is real and uh it turns out secret invasion is actually really it's a secret i love that okay well well, speaking of secrets the last time you were on the third hour we did the same thing (laughs) yeah Uh, trying to get you to spill the beans so take a look at what happened Uh (laughs) 
Some of the things that you read on the internet are true, and some of them aren't. So you're saying it's true? No, I'm saying if, if it's written down, then there's either truth in it or, or there, it's a marvelous question. Right, are you right. going to be in Secret Invasion? Again, it's a marvelous question. I look forward to seeing you in Marvel's <laughs> Secret Invasion. What? <laughs> I love but that. The, but you dropped Marvel. Well, apparently so. it was this yeah, like yeah, Marvel yeah. sleuth that figured it out. Yeah, like yeah. you were part of this project. In a wild you. way. How bizarre. That's how I understand that this happened. So oh. there, there, there are a few scenes that they shot outdoors. And this is in England where the story takes place. But someone had captured a fan photo from the from remotely. Over time, they ended up going through. This is what I think happened. And they zoomed in and they find a prop. It's a newspaper that shows me as the president of the United States. Ah. So long before Marvel had announced it, one of those fans really That's did their funny. job out there yeah. and uh, discovered that I was included. There's a shot shaking hands with Don Cheadle. He's the national security advisor. You know, he's sure. a superhero. I'm just a president. Just a <laughs> president. And you were like, I promise I didn't spill the beans. <laughs> I didn't, but me. I think that's half of the fun in some ways. Sure. Certainly for the fans to try and yeah. get ahead of the, the release and stuff. So whoever that is, he, she, or other, I I'm, uh, you know, I it's guess fun. I'm grateful, yeah. but yeah. be careful. They're watching got you. Some, <laughs> exactly. Got some hype, though. All right. Well, this is the first time you're acting in a Marvel production, but it's actually not the first time you've been part of one. We understand you. <laughs> I want to let you say what you've done on some Spider-Man soundtracks. This is so cool. Well, I, I play cello <laughs> in the scoring orchestras for maestro Michael Giacchino, who's our great American composer and a friend of mine. So um, I've been uh, asked over the years, probably the last 15 years, I've played on 20 soundtracks or so. Wow. So, um, you know, scoring orchestra. Oh, I sit cool. in the back of the cello section and... Uh, and uh, get paid That's as a union cool. musician. Awesome. So it's incredible. Uh, my mom who's watching uh, today. Hi, mom. Hi. Um, is responsible for driving me to all those oh, cello wow. lessons all those years. So, and now uh, we have a renaissance man. That's yeah. right, right. Amazing thing, Amazing. Have these Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. So nice. These two different uh, creative outlets... Mm. That so do, blessed, do, do they help each one? Does, does being an actor help you be a better cellist and vice versa? Mm. Well, I, I know I'm a more rigorous actor because of how you have to learn a musical instrument. Mm. And I've seen that with other actors, too. And you break the thing down to a small part and you master that and you move on. Before you know it, you have the whole line learned or, you, you know, you can play it. So if you do that with dialogue, if you do that in breaking down a character or mm -hmm. script and just take little bits at a time, mm -hmm. um, I know I maintain that mentality. But, of course, uh, memory plays in both. Sure. And um, and. Uh, the only thing I'd say, the difference is that in order to play an instrument as well as this, the amount of time that you need to sit yeah. behind is a lot different than studying, reading. So much time you can't count as an actor because it's just brain time. It's just yeah. imagination. Well, that's the way I look at it. But um, so, um, so blessed to have these yeah. two things that carried over from my youth, too. I never expected, especially the cello. So I'm so, I'm so I grateful. Love that. Well, Dermot, you know, it's, as expressive it is as it is. It's, it's National Selfie Day. Oh, oh you just hey, on Instagram a few did you months catch, ago, I right? Got a selfie of me uh, yeah, well, on your TV show. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? Oh, oh look, we got it wired. Look at that. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Are you going to post us now that you're new to Instagram? I guess. Are you new to Insta? A few months ago, right? Uh, yeah, a few months ago, yeah. top of the yeah. year, when Scream was coming out, yeah. they pretty much said, Don't I'll airdrop cool. this to you. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> because if you did it by text, I'd be uh, out. Uh, like, Al, when out. can we hang yeah. out? Hey, Hell Al, blind. what are you doing this weekend? So just And he's the Wait, president, for gosh sake. Yeah. Dermot, yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> Secret <laughs> Invasion with Dermot Mulroney. He can admit it now. Yes. The premieres today on Disney+. Plus. I love it. All right, thank coming you. up next, we are headed to the kitchen to share a chicken dinner that Chef Christelle Pereira calls a little bit of magic. Come have some dinner with us yeah. at 9 a.m. Stick around. Uh, we'll find out why when we come right back. Abracadabra. Ha, ha, ha.
This morning on Today Food, we have a special guest from across the pond. Christelle Pereira was a top finalist on season 12 of The Great British Baking Show. And her cookbook, it's called Flavor Kitchen, showcases some of the recipes from the show. And she is here to share one of them with you. Good morning to you, Christelle. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Actually, yesterday was publication day. So oh, yeah? Very exciting. So it's I out on shelves. Yeah, I love very that. Exciting. All right, so you're making a pickle chicken curry. Yes. Which is so delicious. I heard, by the way, you earned a coveted handshake from Paul Hollywood. I did. It you know, was it? it was very dramatic, very emotional. I actually don't even remember it because it was just such a euphoric <laughs> moment. So I'm glad it was Look filled. this. You like lost <laughs> your... <laughs> I like lost feeling in my legs. It was That's a lot. I would do if Beyonce shook my hand. Other basically, that, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think Paul okay. Hollywood is my version of Beyonce, okay, basically. Great, great. We're <laughs> Janet. <laughs> exactly. So how do we do it? Yeah, so it's basically, it's full of lovely flavors. It's really simple to make, actually. And I think curries can be very daunting because there's usually lots of spices, but this one yes. is really simple. Now, okay. the base of any curry starts with onions. So all we're going to do is thinly slice them. You're doing all that by hand. Rob, yeah, you do it by hand. But well, you don't do it by machine. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to throw it in some <laughs> you But that's why you're, you're not even going like to dice it. Look how perfect that looks. Yeah. Yeah. It does. But that's what it is. <laughs> the only thing I'll say with onions, yes. because there's so few ingredients, we want to make sure we really get the most out of every ingredient in okay. here. So with onions, you really want to persevere and you want to cook them down in a bit of coconut oil. And actually, I was just about to ask you that. A pinch of salt because mm -hmm. salt actually helps to brown your onions faster because it okay. releases some of the moisture. And you want to persevere. I would say cook these down for about 35 minutes. Oh, so keep mm -hmm. it low. Don't burn. Slow and slow. And that low is going to... And it sounds like wow. a long time, but it's going to transform your dish because they become mellow, they're sweeter. And with any curry, okay. caramelized onions just really, really changes the flavor of I'm your dish. I'm here for the mellow onions. Yes. Oh. Love a mellow onion. All right. So once you cook them down, you'll end up with this, your mellow onions. Yes. And this is basically the start of the flavor base of your dish. So now we're going to add in our spices. Okay. So we've got Kashmiri chili powder. So that goes in. Okay. If you can't we've get got that, what, what regular chili powder. So oh, really? Honestly, yeah. I'm not a food snob. Honestly, any chili powder you can get your hands <laughs> okay. I like okay, Kashmiri fine. chili powder because it's a really vibrant red. Okay. So we've got cashmere chili powder, minced garlic, and coriander powder. That's mm -hmm. it. That's all your spices. Wow. So usually with a curry, there's loads of spices yeah. going in. Literally, mm -hmm. just chili powder, coriander powder, and a oh. bit of garlic. Oh. Okay. Really important to fry off your spices because you really want the oils and those spices to bloom. Again, so you didn't put anything, what'd you put at the base of it, the bottom? So that's just the onions that's been cooking in the coconut oil. Okay. And that's going to cook in that residual oil. It's going to bloom. The spices are going to become lovely Ooh. and fragrant. Okay. You only have a minute. So, we're now going to add in our chicken. Okay. These are chicken thighs. Yes. Always use chicken thighs. Favorite thing. Yes, Your I'm so glad you agree with me because chicken thighs have got so much more flavor. They're juicy, yeah. mm. really hot, overcooked. They're cheaper than chicken breasts. So yes. I always cook with chicken thighs. Yes. Wow. I'm glad you're a chicken thigh guy. All right, so we have 42 seconds left. Perfect. So now our chicken... <laughs> Well, probably do. Yeah. Our chicken is nice and brown. So okay. now we've got our diced sweet potatoes. Ooh. They're going in. Now we're going to add these in raw because we want really? them to soak up wow. all of the juices in the curry. So you add in your sweet potato. Mm. And then this is where it gets interesting. Okay. We've got vinegar. This is apple cider vinegar. You uh -huh. can use any vinegar. And that's what makes it a pickled chicken curry. It gives it that pickled flavor. No. You would think vinegar makes it sour. But then we've got tomato ketchup. Oh, my God. Which, good old ketchup. Good old ketchup. And it sounds so unconventional. But yeah, that so head with the vinegar, really so it oh. creates a sweetness to counteract the sourness. And right. then you want to put the lid on and you want to cook this down for about... 25 to 30 minutes. And the minutes. potatoes will cook? The potatoes cook. They soak up all that lovely flavor. Wow. They become mellow, soft, and then you end up with your curry. And it's beautiful to look and at. And it's so simple. It's so easy. And it's a really good one. It's a one pot, it's a one -pot wonder. Everything goes in one pan. Wow. You cook it down. You don't have to cook anything separately. Thank you, And it's so much Kudos flavor. on the nails, dress 
combo. I mean, do you know yeah. what? I didn't do it on purpose, but I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, she woke up like that. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having so me. So One pot wonder. For this oh, recipe, just head to today.com slash food. I'm talking with my mouth. Congrats oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. We'll be right back. Thank you very much. Al's up here making a mess. Yeah, yes. Savannah, thank you for being <laughs> thank here. Thank you for having me. She's back Friday. Are you yes, back Friday? I am. I'm All here right. Friday. All right, we have another big show tomorrow. Music star Kylie Minogue is live. That's right. And up next on Hoda and Jenna, one of the stars of And Just Like That, Evan Handler. Have a great day, everybody. See you tomorrow. Mwah. 